Hello and welcome to StarkCast. I'm Joe Stark, and today I'm talking to my friend and fellow podcaster, Jesse Candelori from the Apple to Oranges podcast. What's up, Jesse? Hey, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Excited to have you on again. It's been way too long since I had you on the show. Oh my god, it's been forever. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I'm like, where, uh, where's my invite? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like looking at Skype at the beginning of our call, and I'm like, 2018. I'm like, oh god, I suck at keeping track of time. Oh my god, that's so long. Ago. I know it's insane, that's but awesome. but like, I totally remember that last day we podcasted because I remember, I remember the uh, uh, Lindsay and the kids were gone, and I remember going for a hike that day, and the creek was frozen, and so I was walking on that. <laughs> Like, I remember, like, being like, oh, shit, I got to get back to the house to record with Jesse. And so I'm, like, mall walking it down this frozen creek and busted right through. I have all these vivid memories of it. And it's so long ago. That is a really long time. Like, 2018 sounds like such a weird year. Like, wait, what? crazy. Did that happen? Did that year happen? I don't know. I don't remember. (laughs) So like now I'm actually trying to like remember something that happened in 2018. I'm like, what happened? I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> For sure, right? <laughs> It'll come to me later. I'll just interrupt whatever we're talking about. Be like, oh, I did this. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> are those little uh, paws I hear click clacking in the background? They are. I should apologize to everybody listening right now. Oh, no apologies needed for pets. Like you're, uh, yeah, if you're, sounds like you're listening to somebody type on an old tiny typewriter. It's just my dogs <laughs> running back and forth. Um, I'm sure they might start barking at some point because we live, uh, we have uh, woods uh, surrounding parts of our um, property and we have foxes that live um, in the perimeter. So, you know, they they bark from time to time. <laughs> so I'm sure they'll say hi. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I figure we should probably just talk about this now. Um, we're recording yeah, this on, get it out of the way. We're recording this on Friday, the 24th of June. And uh, some some pretty, pretty gross news came out today. The Supreme Court has overturned Roe v. Wade. And uh, already Missouri has made it illegal statewide to get abortions Jesus. and uh, we're going to start seeing this happen in a lot more states all over the country while you know these states that are kind of red controlled start tightening their fists and getting us that much closer to um uh what what the hell is that series that's like the awful dystopian future handmade or oh, handmaid's, handmaid's tale, tale. yeah, yeah. Ugh, that much closer <laughs> yeah. like what the fuck america is it's it's just yeah. so gross, you know. And and as a man, I can only just sit back and just be disgusted by it, and you know, I mean, exercise my right right to vote or my my right to vote, and you know, try and do that. Granted, I'm in Iowa, which has been a kind of a red state lately, so mm-hmm. I exercise that right to vote as I can. But I mean, as a yeah. as a woman, this has got to be very very distressing news. <sighs> yeah, it's really dire, and it. It didn't really hit me until like, I don't know, like an hour or so ago. And I got like super upset about it. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's frightening. It's, it's really frightening. There's lots of reasons why you might need to get an abortion, not just for funsies. Like, and it's crazy because you don't think about like some of the things, but like, you know, if you like, it's, 
it would be then illegal for like your doctor to have a conversation with you about it. Like they could get fired for that. And that's crazy to me because it's like, like you need to know what the health, like health risks are for that kind of thing. And you'll just have people, you know, going to like back alley, uh, you know, clinics and things like that, which is like not safe. And man, it's just to not, to be told that you don't have control over your body is absolutely insane. Like I just, you know, cause I didn't, I really thought, I guess I didn't think that it would be overturned. Like, I guess I was like trying to be like optimistic about it. And now that it's here, it's like, what the fuck? Like, Oh, Skype issues. All right. Okay. We're back. (laughs) Let's see if we can get past Skype on this one. They're they're trying to stop us from talking about this. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, fuck you guys. (laughs) Exercise your right to free speech. (laughs) <laughs> how oh how dare you question your minority overlords? Right. <laughs> yeah. 30% of the country yeah. really, really care about this. <laughs> oh, God. So I, ridiculous. Yeah, put an asterisk next to that that percentage. I, I just know it's a small amount that, yeah. that, that actually, you know, give a shit for medical reasons or re- not medical, but like religious reasons why, right. why yeah. they want to, you know, control this. But <clears throat> the thing that's really gross about this to me is like, what other rights are next? Are they going to, are they going to now start, you know, targeting, uh, uh, you know, same sex marriages? Are they going to try and wipe right. that out? Are, are they going to go all the way back to like pre fifties and, and try and make it so that like interracial couples can't even be a thing. Like w- w- where, where does this sort of control end? And, and for it yeah. to happen in America, which is like branded as the land of the free. And it's like, I know it's like, OK, yeah, we've got, you know, the First Amendment's got really, really great freedoms in it. And that's a big deal. But some of the other freedoms, the individual freedoms in America that just continually get road, eroded away by this mm-hmm. d- disgusting. Uh, it, it, like this, this. It, it, I I don't know the the thought of people legislating based on their religion or their religious morals or something it just makes mm-hmm. my blood boil. I don't like it's it. It's disgusting. No, it's disgusting because it's not like that's not like you can believe whatever you want to believe about religion, but that's not real life. Like, sorry, <laughs> not real life. That's your belief. That's a totally different. Like, th- that should not have anything to do with what goes in to like basic human rights and how you should have control over your body like end sentence period but like what you said with like where does it end well like i posted a thing earlier today on facebook that was just like hey like i've got like a shit ton of female condoms i've got um a bunch of plan b that like doesn't expire i think until like the fall So if anybody needs any of this shit, please, like, just don't hesitate to ask. Like, I'll send it to you. Like, I'm like, whatever. It doesn't like no questions. And like somebody, uh, our mutual friend, Chris, um, he posted, he, he sent like a reply. It was like, oh, did they like ban those two? And I was like, well, not yet, (laughs) you know? Oh, for sure. I mean, there was some, there were some loonies out there talking about banning contraceptives unless you were a married couple. And it's like, get out of here. 
that's that so same ridiculous approach ridiculous. of like, well, we're only going to teach abstinence only sex education because the studies show it works. It's like, oh it's my like, god, no, it doesn't. Do you, you I morons. was going to say, like, do you know how many STDs will be like? I mean, there's already like a shit ton of STDs, but like every single person will have an STD just from that, like no contraceptives. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I don't no know. Con- it's, like, it's... they'll be like condoms or evil. <laughs> It's just crazy. I don't know. When your religion takes you to that place where where you got to start lording it over people and, and creating laws in general around society, it's like, hey, we've got the important ones that religion yeah. covered. Okay, we don't need to start getting into right. the wacky ones that are cherry picked from your religion. Get out of here. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Uh, man, <laughs> could, could you imagine so them making a law stupid. like like well, if you eat meat on a friday we're gonna beat you <laughs> like, yeah. get, get out of here here's a fine yeah here's a fine somebody's gonna show up at your house yeah i mean like how like how long did we like because there was um there was a there used to be a law in pennsylvania uh like back it it was it was whatever overturned abolished whatever uh back in like the either like mid to late seventies, I think I looked this up not that long ago, but it was sometime in the seventies. And that was like, you couldn't, um, nobody was allowed to be open. Like no businesses were allowed to be open on Sundays. (laughs) And it's like, dude, like that's great. Like that's so crazy. It's like, it's your business. Like, why are you telling a business whether or not they can be open on a Sunday because of worship? Like what? Oh yeah, Get no. Get the fuck it, out of here. It's insane. Yeah, and that was just the 70s that that law was overturned in Pennsylvania. Um and then we had like, you know, other uh crazy laws which was like, you know, you couldn't uh you couldn't buy alcohol on Sundays forever and then they changed that was actually pretty recent that they changed that law. Um, that one's always yeah. made me laugh. <laughs> well, this <laughs> so is a holy stupid. day. <laughs> you can't be boozing it up on a holy day. It's like get out of here. It's like that's so dumb. like you can't buy it. Like, and, but you could go out and drink it. <laughs> like, so that's buying it. You know what I mean? It's like I don't understand what the and like obviously if you had it in your house you could drink it on a Sunday. Like nobody's. Nobody's like knocking on, well, not yet anyway. Nobody's knocking on your door. Hey, got booze in there. Are you drinking booze on a Sunday? God. Yeah. Now that, that's just, they're weird rules. They're, they're people who are so, I, I don't know. I can only imagine they're not living their truest version of themselves. <laughs> and and they've got, not. they've got it's some sort of deep seated wacky repressions going on in there. Yeah. yeah. See, those are, the, all of those people those are the people that na- need to take shrooms yes. or drink some ayahuasca <laughs> that's those people need to do that they need to go on a, a couple of trips mushroom trips i think like, that's what we need to do to every member of congress and and, yes. and all the people on the supreme court like all the supreme court justices it's like okay you're all gonna have to go to a weekend retreat where you yes. all take mushrooms <laughs> yes and have to take an honest look at yourselves. There's oh, going to be crying. There's going to be laughing. There's going to be healing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it sounds hippy dippy, but if you've done mushrooms, you works. know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> yep, it works. It works. It oh, does because there's some people the out there. On shrooms? Oh, they're, oh well, they're fantastic. Some... There's just too many people out there that just have this rigid idea in their head of, nope, this is this is what it is, and this is real. And it's like, I think you oh, need something God. to come in and dissolve that. 
and, and right. show you that your your self-made preconceptions of the world around you are probably bullshit. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like you need to travel. Oh <laughs> like, yeah. Go oh for out, sure. Like go to a different country. You know, like see how see how shit is there, and then you know, with people who are not the same color as you, like oh my god, same color, same culture, like go do like have some experience, you know. Oh, for sure. (laughs) It's scary when the people who are in charge are so small minded, and you know we're we're in an era that right now where it's like this this it's like anti intellectualism is being celebrated. Where it's like, are you mm-hmm. dumb motherfucker, but you don't like other people who aren't like you? <laughs> You're perfect. We're going to prop you up and let you run for Congress. Oh, my God. I know. And they're all, you know, like a lot of them are dinosaurs. It's just like, dude, okay, your time is over. <laughs> oh, like, big time. <laughs> like, get out of here. I mean, That's the thing I'm always railing about on here is like, you got these people who are like in their 70s and 80s. And it's like, these people would not be allowed to be like super high up in a company these like you're, you're not gonna yeah. hire a 75 a, a year old to be the ceo of your company like no no major no. corporation would do that <laughs> but governments do it or at least the united states government does it fucking regularly i know all the time it's insane i wonder what the percentage is of like old white man white white man old white men in the <laughs> government <laughs> I never looked that up, but it's probably pretty high. Well, is it astounding to you too the pool of people that we actually have to choose from? You know, because oh, like God. in the last presidential election, it was like two very old white dudes. It's like this is it. This is the best out of yeah all the millions of people in this country. This is the best we can do. But then it's like you know, like as things are on the small scale, they they kind of reflect on the large scale. Like think back to like when you're in high school. Like what kind of fucking dorks were like running for? student body and stuff like that and it's like okay now they're it's these older people who now it's like in high school i don't know if it was so much about wanting power as it was these were the people who were just generally interested in it you're genuinely interested in it but now it's like you get older and it's like well now these are people that might you know they probably have ulterior motives and stuff getting in and yeah. yeah, I I don't know. I just I I worry about people who are attracted to power and then go and seek it out and then get that power. It's like those are the people who are going to do a really shit job running things and look where we're at yeah. now. Absolutely. Yeah, it just doesn't it just doesn't make oh god. <laughs> which which, which one was it? <laughs> uh which dog? Yeah. Oh, it's Bernie. Oh. It's Bernie. Yeah, he's usually the one that's the left. Well, Peter is on the bed chewing a bone and Bernie would like to play, but Peter is busy. So he doesn't want to play right now. So Bernie's like, Hey, come play with me. <laughs> I love your pets names. They're great. I'm, I'm a huge fan of giving like pets, like people names. I think it's so funny. Well, you know, I, you know, my first uh, solo animal was Lily. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and... I remember Lily. I remember her awesome bumper that was on your old podcast too. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I still I laugh every once in a while. Start laughing. I, to- I totally forgot about that. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh my god, I haven't thought about that in forever. Well, like, you know, she was a girl, so I didn't really think about it then. And also, like, you know, I mean, with pets, it's like if the name fits, it fits. You know, sometimes you don't get to choose. And um I guess since I got my cat, whose name is Eddie. Um, I, I wanted a Peter. 
um, for Spider-Man. <laughs> so yeah, like that's like the sole re- and like I tried with Eddie, but he just was not a Peter. So he became Eddie, which is perfect because that that could be for like a lot of different things in pop culture. But I usually say like Eddie Brock. But um, oh, nice. <laughs> when, yeah, when people ask me, I'm like, oh, and that gives me an excuse to get like a really cool like Spidey tattoo with Venom and Spider-Man. You know, I'm like, oh, it's my dogs. Um, but <laughs> then I got, then I adopted Bernie and Bernie's name was, he was two when I adopted him. His name was Bodie and I absolutely hated that name. <laughs> and uh, so, but, and he didn't respond to it either. Like he did not respond to that name either. Um, and so I just kept trying out like B names. Um, I think I did try Peter and I was like, yeah, he's not a Peter. And like boxers typically look like they are much better with like older man names or old lady names. <laughs> I could see that. I have a client who has a boxer. Her name is Gladys. It's like the perfect name. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. I had a, a, a friend whose grandmom, she had a boxer. The boxer's name was Marnie. Like they're just really <laughs> spectacular names. So I was trying out like all these different names and, and Bernie was just the, um, the, the only name, the only, cause he didn't even respond to like puppy dog, like, you know, buddy, nothing. And, um, Bernie was the only thing he like slightly turned his head and I was like, all right, that's it. That's your name. Here we go. <laughs> it's amazing. I love it so much. So what are some of the, like the, the things about that breed? They're boxers. Yeah. I'm not very familiar with, with that breed of dog. Oh, um, they're super playful. Um, they, I mean, the biggest characteristic is they wiggle. Like, so. Uh, <laughs> like when they get when, excited? Yeah, like their whole body, like, wiggles. I and, love like, it. Yeah, um, most of the time their tails are docked, so it just kind of enhances that wiggle because it's just such a teeny tiny tail, you know, that's like. Boop, 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 yeah, and, just a little um, nub. <laughs> Yeah, it's so great. And like right now, he he's like dancing around the bed because Peter is like teasing him. Um, <laughs> and typically they're like really, really playful and very energetic. And they last that way for a long time. Like I uh, like Lily, she was uh, a boxer, American bulldog. She looked like a boxer. But she didn't, like, she was pretty energetic until, like, seven or eight. Like, just full-on, you know, crazy. Now, I mean, like, she she kind of got out of the puppy phase, like, by, like, one. But still, I mean, like, a lot of energy. And uh, <laughs> you're starting it. Oh, my God. He's, like, he, <laughs> oh, my God. So, play by play. Bert has been like barking at him to play, barking at Peter to play. So finally Peter was like, okay, they've been dancing around, like chasing each other from like one, one side of the apartment to the other. And Pete just jumped on Bernie's back and started to like nibble like his back. And he, and Bernie's turning around, like barking at him. That was the big bark you guys heard. Like, and I'm like, you're the one who asked for this though. Like, I don't, (laughs) you know, cause like, like Pete, when when Pete wants to play, a lot of times he'll run up behind Bernie and start gnawing at his back legs. And so, like, it's like, dude, this isn't new for you. <laughs> like, this is he does this. Like, why are you barking? But I think, um, 
I think with Bernie, like his barking, I think is like uh, Peter's zoomies. So um, for anybody who's not familiar with the term zoomies, it's literally when your dog zooms from one spot to the other spot. Um, <laughs> I've, I've heard it described as like your dog is is so happy they can't contain the happiness anymore. So they just have to run it out. Yes. <laughs> which is exact. And like, you know, when Peter gets zoomies, especially in my apartment, I mean, my apartment's really small. It's only like maybe 400 square feet. So like one end of the apartment is the bedroom with the bed. And then the other end is the futon. So he will do like a, like a sprint to the bed launch himself on the bed, launch himself off and launch himself onto the food. Like it's just back and forth like that. And I think um, Bernie, his zoomies are more like he needs to bark to get it out. Like that's why he's like, oh, I'm so happy. Rah, rah, rah. Like I can't contain it. <laughs> God. So. Um, yeah, how, how close um, are they in age? Uh, so Bernie will be four. Wait, no, wait, shoot. He'll be four in um august at the end of august the cat will be four in july and peter will be two in november so they're about two years apart oh that's pretty close then yeah yeah and it's young like they're all so young (laughs) yes (laughs) all so young and they're all boys so it is like oh man it's crazy like having to Having two dogs like on your own is such a different experience. I was like not <laughs> prepared for. <laughs> no, that's a lot of pets to juggle <gasps> to be all by My yourself. God. Yeah, I mean the cat's fine. Um, he's great. Like he's he's totally cool, and he like he's he's such a sweetheart. He loves people so much. Like I've considered just like having more people here just so that like he could say hi to them. Aww. Um, because like I I just got um the carpets pulled out of my apartment and had uh, vinyl um, wood laminate or not wood laminate, vinyl wood planks put down. And um, that's why you could hear all the clacking. <laughs> and um, so I had the guy in for an estimate and like Eddie just like, I mean, anytime anybody comes over, he just pops out of nowhere. And he was like, he was like looking around like this guy and whatever. And he, and like, I was like, Oh, your cat's like really friendly. I'm like, yeah, he is. And like, he was standing, the man was standing at my counter where the cat was. And he just starts nibbling this guy on like, he's like, he's biting me. And I'm like, he just wants me to play with him. Like, I was like, I don't know what's <laughs> happening. He's never, like, he's never done this before. Literally. Um, That's but really yeah, he's cute. great. Yeah. He's great and easy. It's the, it's the two, it's the two dogs. And actually like here at home, like by ourselves, like we're pretty, like we're solid. Um, they do this, the, you know, everything you guys heard, um, they do that often where it's wrestling and it like, it's so funny. Cause my mom gets so like anxious about it. She's like, I don't like it. I don't like it when they fight. So don't have a fight. I'm like, they're not fighting. And actually they did have like a, like a, one of their most like major arguments um, that they've ever had uh, last week. And um, so she was just like, she was like, I don't like it when they fight. I'm like, they're not fighting when they fight. It's completely different. <laughs> like so different. Like, you know, the difference. I know the difference. Like it's, it's not the same. 
it sounds pretty bad. Like it sounds like like all this stuff. And it looks bad because they are literally sometimes wrestling or like jumping over. Like Peter is a very like jumpy dog. So he will like sometimes jump over like Bernie. Um, so it's very, it's very animated and she, she gets so nervous. She's like, so, I was like, well, I have to let them do it though. <laughs> um, yeah, they're just going, they, oh, and they tend to do this. Like, it's so funny. Cause I had that thought earlier when I was like, oh man, I hope they're not like going to do what they normally do, which is like, whenever I start report, recording a podcast, they just like start wrestling and then I was like, oh, but I can mute it. And I was like, I can't mute it. It's just two of us. It's a conversation. <laughs> can't mute it. Like, I'm not offended. Everyone's, yeah, everyone's I'm not offended at all. Have, and, yeah, and quite honestly. Yeah, well, and if anybody would write it, like, I was very disappointed about your episode on Jazzy Candelaria. It was just all clickety clackety and dogs barking. It's like, go fuck off. Right? <laughs> It's like, dude, I I grew up in a house with with animals, and we had wood floors, and so it's all it's all clickety clackety. Yeah, exactly. Which is actually why I got this flooring, because this is like you know a scratch resistant floor. <laughs> yeah, well, and then if like some sort of mess happens, it's so much easier to clean up. Oh, oh yeah. Well, yeah. that's the well, that was the exact other reason, because Bernie um, I ad- adopted from the SGCA when he was two. So he has like a whole two years of life and he definitely has a bunch of anxiety from whatever fucked up situation he was in. And, and so part of that anxiety, I think, I'm not actually sure if this is true or not, but I don't know that any animal, you know, I don't know any vet or any like um, animal behaviors would be able to tell me, but like part of his anxiety is that like sometimes if I, depending on like how long I've been gone or, um, yeah, I guess it's, it's mostly, I think how long I've been gone. Um, he'll like when he's, when they're playing and it's usually like right when I get home and they're playing, he'll just like, and I say puke, it's not actually puke, but he'll just like puke on the ground. It's actually regurgitation, which I only learned from Bernie. Like that's the only reason I know the difference because he kept doing it. He was doing it so often. I was like, this can't be, I was like, what? So I was like looking it up and it was like, oh yeah, okay. When, when they actually puke, they make like the retching sound and then it comes out different. Regurgitation is just like throwing up food um, that's not like fully digested. Mm-hmm. So he'll do that. Like, I don't know. It's probably a good like three or four times a week, but when he does it and he's so nervous or not nervous, but he's got all that like anxiety energy built up in him and he's trying to let it out with like playing and stuff it just comes out of his mouth. He's like, Bleh. and it just, that's exactly how it sounds. It's exactly how it happens in the middle. Like he's, he's done that to me, like on our way to the park, like, like puked on me. <laughs> like, oh, oh. God, like, this is gross. <laughs> and it's just food. Like all it is is food and like saliva. So, um, you know, like I think in the time that we've had the new floors, he's probably done that a good like four or five times, just like Bleh. and I'm like, well, this is why we got the floor. <laughs> this is exactly <laughs> the reason for this. And I mean, like they just, you know, they eat it up. You know, my mom's like, oh, that's so gross. And I'm like, I, I yeah, but it's it's just food. Like it's just <laughs> it's. I mean, it's the same thing if you like. I mean, it's not, I guess, technically the same, but it's like very similar if you like had their food and put water in it and it expands like that's 
all it is. It's yeah. nothing. Yeah. It's not digested yet. So <laughs> to a like... dog, it's just second breakfast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's what I do. I just have, like, I have them eat it up. And then, like, I run the, sw- like, you know, I run the swimmer real quick. I was like, well, it's easier. Oh, than, it's so easy. You know, trying to scoop it up. <laughs> yeah, it's like if they well, eat it, great. Now I can just clean yes. this up with a bleach wipe. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Like, do, do, do. I'm done. All right. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> Otherwise, Because I like, guarantee. Yeah, yeah. Like, get a paper towel, pick it all up. That's kind of gnarly. You feel it squish. Right. Oh, it's gross. <laughs> yeah, and then like five minutes later, he does it again because it's not, he's, the, the anxiety's not done. <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> Emma, when we had our Shih Tzu, Emma, she used to do that every once in a while. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because we'd give her like, you know, dry food in the morning and dry food at night to kind of control the amount that she's getting. Right. And, it, and yeah. if she'd be in like one of her little piggy moods, you know, you'd give her the food <laughs> and then she'd like scarf a whole bunch of it down and then like just look at your watch and be like, well, and right. bleh, there she goes. Oh, and she's eating it. Five, <laughs> yeah. Yep. And there it goes. Yeah. Yeah, Burr, I had to, I actually split his meals up um, because a lot of people feed their dogs like maybe once a day, maybe twice a day. They get fed three times a day because I don't want, you know, that like they, they're big dogs. Um, They probably get like three, three and a half cups of food a day. And so that's a lot of food to go in at once. <laughs> well, yeah. You know? and, and and also, you know, like dogs can have a habit of doing that where they will gorge themselves. Mm-hmm. Yes. And because they, do they that. don't know like when to stop. <laughs> and then yeah. they'll throw up and they might come back to it later or the other dog mm-hmm. will get it instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just that's just kind of normal behavior for them because it's written into their DNA that, you know, life yeah. for a predator is feast or famine a lot of the times. Right, exactly. And like Lil like Lily, she would she was a self feeder. So she actually you could leave a bowl of food out for her and she wouldn't she would eat when she was hungry. And when she was older, um, she would not eat until like nighttime and she would wait until after we were done eating our dinner because she knew that she was gonna get something from that, like when we were done. So she would wait until we were done get her treat and then be like, okay, I'll kind of like pick at my food now. Um, These guys were such like Burr, he, he always ate everything all the time. And that was like such a shock. Like that was like such a culture shock for me. Cause like when Lily passed away, it was only like five days later that I adopted Bernie. Like it was not like, I don't, I cannot wait. Like I'm not that person. Like, Oh, I have to grieve. It's like, I do have to grieve for my dog. And I, I do absolutely. Um, but I grieve through the next pet. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah. I can't, I can't be in a house with no dogs. Um, and, uh, and then Pete came along and he was the same way. So I was like, well, at least they're the same way. You know, like, it's not like I have one dog that like doesn't eat anything. And then one dog that eats everything. So I'm glad that they're the same, but, um, I don't know. It's just, it's just easier for us that they do three times three times a day it's a little bit more work i suppose but not really it's just scooping <laughs> scooping a <laughs> scooping a cup you know yeah not too big a deal there <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on in the the world of apple tv right now okay so we the biggest thing is that uh for all mankind the uh the show um about what if the uh, Soviets 
uh, landed on the moon before um, before the United States did. Mm-hmm. I finally started uh, that, but I, but okay. then but then I started doing a big Stranger Things rewatch with my family, so it totally <laughs> derailed me watching for ma- for all mankind. But I really liked what yeah. I've seen of it so far. How far did you get? Just like one episode so far. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, it doesn't. Well, I only ask that because it actually does. It's one. Of, I hate telling people this, but it is one of those shows that doesn't. It takes three or four episodes because um, there's an episode in the like in in the first half of that season. It's called uh, Nixon's Women, and that's where I like was like, okay, like I can get behind the show. The first couple episodes were kind of a little bit boring to me. Like I'm like, uh, and I, I'm not a Joel Kinnaman fan either. Like I don't, he's oh, fine. I've, I've liked him in some of the things I've seen him in, like, um, yeah. altered carbon. I was a huge fan of altered carbon. Yeah. I saw that. And I just didn't like, I liked the show, but him as an actor, like he just is very like wooden to me. Oh, I can and, get that. Yeah. I just don't. And like the character that he plays on for all mankind is like, not a good character. Like he's not good. <laughs> Like he's like, he's like typical like white man dude bro like just not like he's just not a likable <laughs> character. Well, I know he fucks um, up big time in the first episode. I was watching it like yeah, cringing. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, you're not really dumb enough to talk to this reporter right now, are you? Oh, he yes, is. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> like, nothing he's... good is going to come of this. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. And um, in an official capacity, that... I'm going to go and talk shit about <laughs> what the superiors <laughs> at my job do. Like it's not going to cause oh problems. God. I'm going to tell it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna tell it like it is and nothing will go wrong by me doing this yeah he's a dumb he's so dumb um <laughs> God. good gravy i mean but there are like the women in that show are amazing um they're really great I, his wife his wife starts out like shitty at first um but then she turns a corner and it's it's much better well there's some things that happen that are like mm. And we talked about that actually on our last episode because we, since this new season started season three, so they're on three and um, I hadn't watched any of it. So I had to watch the first two seasons in like the last like week and a half or oh, something like wow. that. Oh, wow. So you did, you, so you guys hadn't previously been covering for all mankind on, on episodes? No, because when we started the, when we started the podcast, I think season two, um, Season two was already either in the middle of it or it had just started or something like that. So um, we oh, were. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And in the beginning of our podcast, we were covering almost everything that was new. So not generally. Okay. I don't know what the dog is doing right now. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> sound like they're typing his, a letter. <laughs> he was, he was, he's digging at his bowl, but I don't understand why. Like, there's nothing in it. God. Okay. I am writing so, to complain and- to management. There was nothing in my bowl. I need a. I need a. I need a gif of that. Oh my god, that'd be fantastic. One star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the service here is shit. My waitress was just on a Skype call the whole time. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> and he just. He just carried his bowl in the in the other room. He's like, it's too loud in here. I need to go into a private dining room. And he picked it's up his bowl and walked away with it. <laughs> he did. He's That's in the so other funny. Room with his bowl. <laughs> like I don't. Well, he they both of them more more Peter than Bernie, but both of them when they're thirsty, and there's no water in the bowl, they'll just flip it upside down. And like the bowls that I have for them, 
it's like a water bowl, but then inside of it, they're plastic, but inside of it is like a floaty. And so when you like that covers the entire opening of the bowl and it has like a little dip in the floaty, like a little circle. And so when it's full of water, all that they can drink is that little circle of water. And obviously it goes down as the water goes down, but it cuts down on like the mess, like uh, the amount that slap out onto the floor. Like, yeah, like, like 70% like it's crazy <laughs> but that means and like mo- uh, the bowls used to have like a little plastic uh, rim that would ha- would stop the floaty from popping out but I lost those a long time ago so they you know they'll flip the bowl and the floaty like comes flying out I'm sure we'll hear that at some point because they're gonna <laughs> want water so I'll I'll mark that when it happens um but yeah like so when we first started the podcast, um, we cover not like shows that already had season na- seasons out, but all the new shows. I think Myth- Mythic Quest might have been the only one that we like we cover. We like watched the whole thing and then covered it episode by episode. I have seen everything all else, of that one, too. Well, yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> I loved so it. Good. It's so good. And um, yeah, so we were doing all of these new shows. So it was I mean, some weeks it was like three, four shows that we were covering. So it just got to be a lot. So we decided to not um, do For All Mankind until season three. Now we kind of pick and choose. Like if there's a show that like we're not all into, we might skip that show, Um, you know, just because it's like, well, why would, you know, we're, it's our podcast. We do whatever we want. Like why would, you know, yeah, (laughs) Apple's not sponsoring this. Like, you know, um, but uh, yeah, so we've we've got for all mankind, and then physical has uh, their second season is out. I think they have like three episodes or four episodes by this time. What did you think of that show? I I watched oh, I, I think like maybe two or three episodes, and then I I, I fell off of it. Yeah, um, I loved it a lot. I thought it was um, really interesting. Like, and I love the. Um, what do you want to call it? Like the, the very, like, I don't know what you would call that, the humor of that show. Um, but I love like the internal monologue, uh, that Sheila has the entire time. Um, it's just, it, to me, it was like really funny. And like, there were certain, there were characters that like, I love to hate on that show. Like her husband was like the worst. Um, and his friend was like even worse than him somehow. Oh yeah, I hated her husband. Um, yeah, but it, and like plus like the nostalgia, like the music is on point for that show is really great. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I love it so much. I don't know how I feel about um season 2 yet. We haven't talked about it on the show yet either. So I don't know how anybody, I don't know how any of my co-hosts feel about it at the moment. Um but yeah, so we've got those two oh the the most um the best thing that's going to be coming out uh, on Apple TV pretty soon is the third season of a show called Trying. It's a fantastic show. Like if if oh Paul like anybody, Paul Hart has told me a lot about that show. Oh yeah, like if anybody is a fan of Ted Lasso, like this is like that but better. <laughs> like it's so good. Um, it's a show about a couple um, that can't have children, so they're adopting. And it's basically their process of trying to like 
apply, get approved, like, and then it's like, oh, here's like their life. Here's like some of their friends. Here's their parents. Um, but it's very, like, it's funny and it's, it's British. Um, so I would suggest turn your subtitles on when you're watching it. Um, but it's funny, but like every time you think something like cynical in like a, a, like a sitcom type of, well, it's not really a sitcom, but like a, you know, like a comedy, like family show, every time you think something cynical is going to happen. And this is how I felt about Ted Lasso too. Like every time I thought something cynical was going to happen in either of those shows, like, oh, they're going to do this or like, they're going to get a divorce or this is going to happen or whatever. It's not that at all. And it's like super sincere and super earnest, but it's like not disgustingly like cheesy or any, like they do. It's, it's fantastic. Like, it's so good. Like you fall in love with a couple. Uh, and then like season two, it gets even better because they kind of highlight the, the supporting cast a little bit more. So you kind of get like more into like what they're about and like their personalities. And it's just, it's phenomenal. It's fantastic. Um, so that third season is coming out soon. So that's going to be, that's going to be amazing. I can't wait for that. I'm very excited. Nice. Yeah. And two, yeah. two seasons of a show. That's really easy to, to catch up on. And, and mm-hmm. it seems like a lot of these Apple, uh, TV plus shows are, the seasons are fairly short anyway. Yeah, they're really short and trying is, um, like a half hour show. So that's not hard at all. Like for all mankind's a little bit more difficult because, it's an hour long show. There's 10 episodes. I can't remember how many episodes are trying, but it's probably like 10, um, eight or 10, I would assume. But um, for all mankind, it's like, it's like there's hour long show or yeah, hour long episodes. And most of them are pretty riveting, but there are some times where it gets kind of like a little bit like drawn out. Like for all mankind, I feel like should probably have been like eight episodes instead of 10 I think maybe would have served it a little bit better um but it's interesting I tried to sell my dad on for all mankind I was like but he's a he's so funny he's like a guy that like he need like it has to be like either a historical type of show or it has to be like grounded in reality so for all mankind does not work for him because the Soviets did not land on the moon first <laughs> we did so it didn't happen. And therefore, why are we even bothering? Like, that was exactly like what his take on it was. And I was like, but what? But don't you think it'd be fun? He's like, no. And I was like, but hear me out. <laughs> there is no fun here. <laughs> yeah. I was like, don't you think it would be fun like to like think about like what would happen? You know, because like in the show, it's like, oh, the Soviets landed first. So then NASA like really got its shit together and was like, OK. And so like the space race continued instead of dying down. He was like, but that didn't happen. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's like talking to a wall. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> no shit, it didn't oh, happen. <laughs> That's what and makes this like, exciting. Well, yes. I was like, don't you find that like riveting? He's like, no. And I was like, <laughs> okay, never mind. I thought you would like space, you know? <laughs> oh my God. That was like when I picked out all these really great comic book run- runs for my dad to read. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm like, these are self-contained stories. They're all five-issue miniseries. They're perfect stories. And like, mm-hmm. I check in with him a month later. I'm like, do you read any of them? He's like, nah, I tried. I just felt like I was reading <laughs> stuff meant for kids. And I was like, meant for kids? I was like, there's people getting their heads cut off in the first issue. Like well, the old right. guard, the old guard was one of the books I gave him. Couldn't fucking get into nice. it. I'm like, dad. Oh my God. Dad, please. 
It's like you've been Does reading he... novels for as long as I can remember, and you, and you but you refuse to read a comic book. Okay, fine. That's... That's really funny. But does he like like any like science fiction or fantasy or anything like that? He'll read like almost any novel that I read growing up where I loved. Like if it was like a real beloved fantasy series of mine or sci-fi book or something, if I told dad, you know, handed him the paperback, read this, you'll love it. He would immediately uh-huh. read it. But oh, okay. he, he said for whatever reason with comic books, he, he felt like he was reading stuff that was meant for kids. And I'm like, okay. subject matter. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this has like I know, I hardcore know, right? violence and sex and everything that would be in a rated R movie. <laughs> right. But it's yeah. drawings. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like what is wrong? Like why? Why is this so different? Um, yeah, with my dad, he does not care for science fiction or fantasy because again, it didn't happen. It's not, <laughs> that's not real. It has to be rooted in not, reality. <laughs> it's not real. So I should on on mother's was it mother's mother's day or it was for my mom's birthday no it must have been mother's day um i had my i he was fishing through things to watch and he puts on so get that so first of all there's two things i have to say that for say to him for this i don't know if he'll ever listen to this but if you do dad this is ridiculous you're ridiculous (laughs) i can't believe it because you he's like oh yeah like fiction like like science fiction sucks Fantasy is crazy because it didn't happen. It doesn't happen. It's not real. But he watches Hallmark movies on the regular. <laughs> There's nothing more unrealistic than a fucking Hallmark movie. And they're, they're all the same. They are all the same. <laughs> they're exactly the same. It's like, ooh, business lady goes to a small town to learn that business isn't all it's cracked up to be. When she meets the guy, when she meets a handyman that doesn't really like her at first. But oh, wait. <laughs> they have a cup of cocoa. It's Christmas time. Everything they fall in love. Like that's the whole movie. It's every movie. That's every Hallmark movie. <laughs> it's always Christmas. There's always a cup of cocoa. There's always some like holiday festival decorate like town decoration ceremony. Like always. Like the same thing every time. I think those movies and, are just comfort food to some people, though. Oh, they you know, are. They're, they're like, predictable formulas and everything. It, it's like they're they feel-good B movies. Yes, <laughs> yes, they are. And the funny, the funny thing is, is like I've, I've always want. That was like one po- podcast I, idea that I had was to just watch Hallmark movies and talk about them, like while you know after the fact or whatever. Like that was like just a, <laughs> just a ridiculous like. I and so anybody out there, if you want to do a podcast with me, uh, hit me up because that sounds like a lot of fun. Because um, they're just absolutely ridiculous. And um, but yeah, so he watches those. Uh, and yeah, so I'm like, dude, like that's 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 crazy. Um, but I got him to watch. Uh, oh, and he put the other one. I was going to say this. The other one, he put on a show, uh, like a movie. It must have been a kids movie. I don't even remember what it was called. But he turns on this kid movie that was on like Netflix and it had dogs on the on the uh, little template or whatever, which is the only reason why he turned it on, I think. But it was like talking dogs, but like talking dogs that like their, you know, CGI lips moved. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what are you doing? He's like, it's a movie about dogs. I'm like, no, this is crap. So I was like, I haven't seen one. Mi-. I was like, do you want to ask your wife like what she would like to watch for Mother's Day? <laughs> <laughs> so then, because like, yeah, because he was he was scrolling and he scrolled past the Adam Project and I was like, oh, that's a really good movie, and um, you know, so like, 
she's like, yeah, like what I want to watch. <laughs> and she was like, I was like, well, what do you want to watch? And um, she was like, oh, that one that you said, that one. And I was like, the Adam Project? So she was like, yeah. So we watched that. And my dad like laughed at some parts, but the science, the science quote unquote fiction of it was too glitzy. This is, that's his exact words, too glitzy. I didn't like all the glitz. <laughs> He's like, what does that mean? He was like, all the technology. I was like, okay, all right. But you did enjoy the bulk of the movie, right? He was like, yeah. So then I put on um, Captain America for him, the first Avenger, because I thought maybe that would appeal more to him. And he did. He enjoyed it. I don't think it was his favorite, especially with like all the Tesseract shit in that movie. Like that probably, probably like was like, what the hell is this? Why is this guy's red? Why does he have a red yes. head? <laughs> but yes, exactly. I'm like what the hell is his problem? But he did laugh at parts. He did like the movie. He finished the whole thing. He watched it. And then I made a, I made, I made him um, wait for the credits so that we could watch the end credit scene where, you know, Bucky's alive. And I was like, he's alive. <laughs> he was like, uh, he was not impressed at all he was just like okay he's like oh he looked at me and was like oh he survived and i was like yes and he was like okay and i was like what that's an excellent uh, mcu movie to try and introduce a dad to though because it's a world war ii period piece right yes exactly. <laughs> and most most dads and, are into it you know yes that's what i was thinking i was like okay the only thing better would be if there was an mcu movie mcu movie that was like from the Civil War era. Like, that's the only thing. <laughs> Holy would, shit. You know, that's the only thing. I mean, you could do it. Like, get Logan in there, right? Like, we're, we're Somewhere close Kevin Feige's all of a sudden just like, hey, <laughs> we haven't <laughs> done this yet. <laughs> we haven't seen superheroes with muskets. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that could be a pretty intriguing story with Logan if he got the correct writers for it, I think. That'd that would be pretty interesting. Those are back I in the bone so. claw days too, which yeah, I mean, that's kind of weird. The bone claws look kind of <laughs> weird in those Fox movies. They really did, but I think I think they can do a better job of that. So <laughs> we're good. I think we can do it. Every time oh. those things got broken or cut off or anything like that, it always made me wince. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I, I can't not. do the bone claws. Ugh. Yeah, I didn't care for that either. Like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> Somebody put As this if... guy through the worst pain he's ever been in his life and coat his bones in adamantium now. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> what other things are what other things are kind of hot for you on, on Apple TV Plus right now? Um I heard Severance was excellent, but I haven't gotten around oh, to it yet. Oh, have you, you watched? Did you watch um, Black Mirror? I've watched select episodes of Black Mirror. Is one of those shows that can make me feel like I need to take a shower afterwards, and so I've kind of well, just picked and chosen a few episodes <laughs> to watch. It's actually a really good. Um, so, take, so take like like a show like Black Mirror or Twilight Zone or something like that. Pull one episode out of that. And then make an entire season out of that story. That's what Severance is. Severance is like, hey, do you hate your job? Don't you wish that you just had no memory of what happened at your job and you just, you know, blink your eyes and you're back at your house? That's what Severance is. 
Um, and so it's just kind of ex like it's a show that's exploring that like it's a chip in in your brain and it turns off your so it separates your home per you as your home person versus you as your work person your consciousness I guess um and it's fantastic like watching that like week to week was like really crazy because it was just like something would happen and you're like oh I want the next episode and I mean it ramped up every single episode and I I forget how many there were like eight maybe or six um but they were all phenomenal the whole cast was amazing uh John Tator is in that he was he was incredible um which was also kind of cool because it was like that show that was running when the Batman came out and he's in that too. Yeah, yeah. So it was like you like he's I feel like he doesn't get the credit that he deserves. Like I feel like he's super underrated. But just seeing him in that in that role and also I mean in the show itself, like seeing him in different fast like it, that was phenomenal. But like seeing him in that role and then seeing him in the Batman it was just like to like completely different characters like totally lost himself in the role. Like you don't even think of them as the same like actor, like when you're watching it, it's, it's fantastic. So he's really great. But like the whole, the whole cast is really great. And it's just, I mean, I, that, I think um, that's probably aside from Coda, uh, which is a movie. Um, I think that's one of the ones where, like, I'm like, oh, if you get Apple TV, like, this is these, this is what you need to watch on there. Like, that's, that makes it worth it just that. Although, to be fair, like, like, people, it's so funny, because, like, people will be like, oh, like, Apple TV, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, hey, I don't know, I don't know about it. And like, dude, they literally have free trials everywhere. <laughs> like, you, it's. Well, like, and it's so cheap, website, too. There's a free trial. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's only $5 a month, which. I mean, I guess if you're stacking like streaming services, then it adds up. But like you, I mean, they give out like six, six months free trials, like all the time. Like you just have to look for one. <laughs> just Google it. Like you'll find one. <laughs> like when I, when I got my, when I got my PlayStation and I think they're still running it too. When I got my PlayStation, they were like, oh, hey, like you want six months of Apple? Like, here you go. I'm like, okay, <laughs> why not? <laughs> um, so it's like those trials are literally everywhere. Like it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, Severance Severance was really good. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, um, Pachinko. This is a show about a Korean family. I'm going to get the dates wrong, but it's like the... It's a Korean family through the decades. Like So it follows um, the matriarch it's of this family. And it starts when she's little... And I want to say it's like the third, mm, maybe not, maybe like the 1900s. And then it, and like, it kind of settles like somewhere. Ah, oh shit. I'm going to get those. I'm going to get these numbers wrong. So I apologize. But it's like 1900s-ish, uh, early 1900s to like 87. So maybe, maybe like 20s, I want to say 20s, 30s, 40s. But it's a Korean family. And, um, they, it's like, so you see like one generate, like you see the, the main matriarch when she is like having her babies and stuff. 
so it cuts back and forth between that and then like her like her now in like the 80s and like her grandson and stuff and her son and and stuff like that so it just jumps back and forth and it's a drama but it's really fucking good and it talks about like the um like racism between like koreans and um japanese which is crazy because like i like we're we live in america we're white we don't live they're like other countries like what's that so like i never knew about that because how would i like that's not nothing none of that is taught in schools um so it's like all this stuff where you know it's like oh yeah like japanese like the japanese were like or the koreans were like forced out of korea and they had to like move to japan and they were just like completely like um there there was so much like racism between them and it it was crazy but it was like a it's a really really great show and um because it's like largely i mean probably because it's korean but like nobody talks about it and it's just like absolutely fantastic it's phenomenal um every episode is just amazing and they do they have like a um a bottle episode towards the end of the season where uh they they cover like a really crazy earthquake that happened um in japan in japan no in korea um i think it was korea shit i hope i didn't get that wrong um but they cover this like crazy earthquake so it's like the whole episode is just like the one character like trying to like survive like survive this earthquake and like all this other stuff that happens and it's really cool um so i definitely would recommend that uh then there is um, a, a show called Essex Serpent that I don't like. June and Paul didn't really like it at all. Um, Paul, I think Essex Paul, like, Serpent? Yeah. Okay. Um, Who's in that one? Uh, so it's starring uh, Claire Danes and Tom Hiddleston. Okay. Okay. That was the one yeah. I thought you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And um, basically it's like a like Victorian era ish um like soap opera basically <laughs> like um i mean it's more focused on the drama than like ridiculousness like there's not but like the um it's basically it's like a you know this woman she hears about um like something like a loch ness monster type of thing out in essex which is like she's in i think she's in london and then essex is like and forgive me i keep saying this over and over again but forgive me if i get these details wrong because i don't know the geography but essex is essex in at least in that era uh was like almost like i guess like a more like more type of place like just like country let's say and um and so she hears about this and she's like super into like paleontology and stuff. So she's like, Oh, it could be this, uh, this kind of like dinosaur type thing that like missed evolution or whatever. So she goes to like explore it. So it's kind of like this whole thing where it's like these, this like religious, like, you know, country town is like, they all think it's like the devil or whatever, but like you don't, you in the audience, you don't know if there actually is like a creature or not. Like, cause you don't, you know, it's like, you know, you don't, you don't know. Um, but I think like the thing that people don't really like about it is, is it, it is like long and drawn out. I generally don't like these types of shows either. So I don't really know why I like it um, to be quite honest. Um, I think it's more the drama, like the soap opery part of it more than anything else. Um, 
but also the other thing I liked about it too was that like the there's a character in the story and that actually this is pretty interesting too where like he's a he's a doctor and a surgeon and it's back in the times where like surgery is not like it's just becoming a thing so every surgery is pretty much like a super experiment and nobody's done open heart surgery before so he's like he's trying to find yeah he keeps trying to find like uh people who are gonna like die so he can like operate on their heart so like that part like that part of it was like i think what really like pulled me in because there was a couple of scenes like maybe in the first and maybe the second episode where like they show you the surgery. And I'm like, oh, man, that's awesome. Like, that's really cool. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, it's really cool. So like that, that like drew me in. And like the medical stuff is intriguing to me, too, because it's like, you know, like he the the doctor, he's like super, super smug, like as I think that's a stereotype for surgeons and stuff that they're just kind of like um, super arrogant. But in the show, he is. And so it's just very, but like, he's also right all the time. So it's like, oh man, I don't know if you're an asshole or like what. <laughs> um, and it's great because that, the guy that plays him, he was in Fear the Walking Dead, but I didn't watch that show. And I, so no, I was I like, I know I know you. Yeah. I was like, I know I know you. Like, what are you from? And it was bothering me the entire time until finally I looked it up and he played young Voldemort in the sixth Harry Potter movie. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, that's it. I got you. This is why I'm like, so like weirded out by you. I'm like, I don't know what I don't like about you. Got a real Voldemort uh, vibe from you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know what this is about, but you're really like Voldemorting it up. Like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I always like thinking about like young Tom Riddle thinking about someday he's going to be an evil dark wizard that's going to rule the world <laughs> and he's just sitting scribbling on a parchment with a quill right? <laughs> like coming, f- figuring out the anagram of his eventual yeah, name. The, the name it's like oh this one this one right here <laughs> this is some real dark lord <laughs> shit I'm playing with anagrams <laughs> like, oh I have a V in my name <laughs> down, in the, down in the Slytherin basement or whatever the fuck that was yeah. the dungeon <laughs> yeah that's what he start. He starts with the V because he's like, "Oh man, yeah, V. Anything that starts with the V, it's like evil right away." <laughs> <laughs> but it had to be the exact. That that's the thing that kills me. Like just just like having him, like him and his cohorts. You know, then they're like, "Well, what if you just like put like a Q over here? Like, what would happen?" No, it has to be all the letters of my name. <laughs> but wait, hold on. Isn't your real name Thomas? <laughs> oh like, shit! Tom. <laughs> <laughs> just a Tom. He just glares at you. <laughs> it's like, it's, that would be like me, where like I'm trying to make an anagram of my name, Jesse Candelaria, Jesse Lynn Candelaria, and somebody's like, "Oh." Well, you can use, like, you can use, you have another C that you can use. I'm like, no, fuck, my name wasn't Jessica, it's Jesse. You can't use an extra C. I only have one C in that name. <laughs> You're not even using your full first name. You're totally ignoring no. your middle name. These rules are very arbitrary, Tom. <laughs> I know. Like, like, what are we doing here, Tom? You picture Dumbledore picking him apart. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> See, that's the weird Harry Potter fan fiction that I guess I'd be writing. <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. No. <laughs> Isn't your real name Thomas? 
<laughs> Avada Kedavra. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> the other Death Eaters are like, shit, don't bring up this full yeah, name. They, they kind of all look back like, okay, Tom, okay, Tom, I got you. Oh, no Thomas. <laughs> yeah, V V is a great start, Tom. V is a great start. <laughs> Uh, one of the weirdest mm. things I've ever tangented on. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm like so really much. into it. Though. I'm trying to stop thinking about it so I can go on to the next thing. But I'm like, I'm like, well, clearly it's already going to go with I am Lord, and so that only leaves those. Other, what other? What else can you come up with besides Voldemort? Total, oh my god! I now I want to do some scribbling. That. Yeah, I forgot it was a sentence. It wasn't just the name. <laughs> it's a sentence. It made all the sense. Oh, boy. <laughs> so it has to be a statement. <laughs> Wait, can we put an exclamation point at the end of this? No, it's a statement. It's not an exclamation. It's fact. Guys. <laughs> Do I have to kadarva your ass? Because I will. <laughs> oh, boy. Um,. Oh, just recently I watched the first of those uh, Fantastic Beasts movies. Um, oh yeah, how'd you how'd you feel about it? I, I was pretty lukewarm about it. I think I'll eventually mm-hmm. end up watching the rest of them once they're out on streaming. But I mean, I uh, was it Eddie Redmayne? Is that the? Mm-hmm. Yeah, his. Yeah, that's the main guy. Yeah, I uh, he was almost way too weird to be a main yeah. character, and then it was like. I don't understand why they're staying in that same vein for the following movies. It was like, why couldn't Newt Scamander, you know, just be a one and done? Yeah, I don't understand that either. Because, like, they wanted to shift over to the Dumbledore story. So you just do that. <laughs> like, yeah, you know <laughs> just I mean? leave that like, other shit in the dust. Yeah, like, you could have him come in and be like, you know, I don't know, like, hey what's up new and then that's it like he's like how's your day good okay bye like we remember you from the first movie but like they yeah they didn't i don't know why they chose to follow and then to bring like a non-wizard into it and he's in he stays in all of the movies too (laughs) i know and it's like his story was so well contained in that first movie it had a very bittersweet ending it was like this is kind of nice yeah, it was really, it was actually kind of perfect for his character. And then by the third movie, somehow he has a wand that he like he could use. <laughs> I saw that I'm in like, the trailers and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wouldn't it, nothing happen if you had a wand? Like, It should you're be the exact same as just holding a twig. You know? <laughs> exactly. Like, what is this? Like, they just preload spells into this wand? Like, what, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you doing this? I have not seen the third one. I did see the second one, but I don't actually remember it see i haven't um, seen the second all. one but i did watch the pitch meeting so <laughs> yes that's amazing yeah i didn't i don't remember the second one like at all um and yeah and i didn't i didn't see the third one um they're okay like i'm, I'm the same it's like lukewarm you know it's like yeah okay you know it's cool to be back in this world and see some some cool magic but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, like that, that book, the book that, that, I mean, it's not, obviously it's not based on it. They're like, oh, let's take this concept. 
but I mean, it's literally like an encyclopedia of monsters. That's it. It's all the, that's all it is. And it had, I think, I forget if that one does, but there might be like some like notes, like Harry's notes. Yeah. It's supposed to the, look like you Harry's know what I mean? school textbook. It, it came in like yeah. a two pack. It had, was it Fantastic yeah. Beasts? And then it also had Quidditch through the ages, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember getting that like when I was when I first read the Harry Potter books and I was totally into it. I found that on eBay and I was like, oh, this is adorable. And then I bought it. and yeah, I couldn't really believe cute. how skinny the books were. And I was like, this is not <laughs> so worth tiny. it. Yeah, I'm like, OK, OK, wait a second, because this is not like I have. So I have I have I do have that one, um, the Fantastic Beast, but I also have a bestiary from like a Tolkien bestiary. And that thing is like, oh, sweet. it's like a huge book. Yeah. It's like a huge, like coffee table book. And it's like, I don't know, like three or four times thicker than that, you know, than the little teeny tiny fantastic beast book. And I was like, yeah, it should be at least this big. Like how oh, many, I would love to have a Lord of the Rings know? book like that. Oh, it's great. Like, and the, the art that they have in it is really good. And I think it's like, I think they compiled art from different, um, like different, just like, like almost like a research book. Like, okay, like let's look and oh, see. Yeah. It's, it's a really nice book. I'm like looking I've at it. Like, like, I've got the song of ice and fire one. That's like a, it's like a history of Westeros kind of book. And Ooh, it's, yeah. it's a large format, like kind of coffee table type book. And that thing's fantastic. It's got a bunch of really cool art in it as well. Um, <laughs> did you see the news that there's going to be another, Game of Thrones spinoff that's going to take place oh after Game of Thrones and be centered around Jon Snow's character. Oh, I did hear that. And I was like, why are we doing this? <laughs> I was reading reason? articles about it early. Apparently Kit Harrington brought like, he's like kind of the creative force behind it. And he's brought in his own team of writers to do everything. He's kind of been what? doing like a ground up approach on it. And so it's like, well, that's, wow. That makes me a little bit more interested in it because it's, I mean, he, he's going to be the face of, of of this new show. And if he's the creative force behind it and he's, you know, passionate about this character, then, then that's pretty cool. Um, I, I, so, I, so I was kind of perusing articles related to that. Um, mm-hmm. No surprise. Amelia Clark's like, yeah, I have no interest in, <laughs> in going back to that world. And it's like, understandable. Uh, Gwendolyn yeah, Christie said she'd be down. Um, mm. that'd be interesting to see. Cause I think when we left her off, she was the, like the head of the Kingsguard in King's Landing. Yeah, I think so. Gosh, It'd be interesting so if, if, if they work something in where she got sent something where she had to go north of the wall to try and find Jon Snow. But... Yeah, that I would be down for that. That's cool. I, I like her a lot. Um, and I like her character a lot. So I would be. I would be down with that and seeing Arya again. Yeah, alive. that would be remember. cool. Yeah, I think Maisie Williams <laughs> did like, comment on it, but I don't know. I can't remember if I said if if she put like her two cents in on whether she'd want to be involved or not. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy because it's like, I mean, how do you as like an actor, like, how do you even comment on that right now? It's like there's nothing out. Like, there's no, you know what I mean? Like, there's no script for me to read. Like, how do I know? Like, I don't know if it's going to be good. Like, I'm not going to make this decision now or, like, you know, say something, like, super dumb because, like, what if he gets, like, really good writers and it's amazing? Like, yeah. and I'm like, no, this trash. I'm not involved in this. <laughs> um, 
you know, which is like something I would do. Like I would totally do that. I'd be like, yeah, that's fucking trash. Like I'm never going to be involved in that. And then it turns out to be like, you know, this Emmy winning TV show. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I wish I was a part of that. I wonder if it's um, possible for, for HBO to, to regain those heights of popularity that, that Game of Thrones once had before you, cause in the man. eyes of many people, they really didn't stick the landing. And so it's, yeah. You know, how successful can some could a spinoff like that really be? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe if they do something cra- like crazy in it, um, where the only thing I could think of is if they just like reintroduce his wolf. And like uh, the only reason why I went down that line because I was like thinking of like Mandalorian and Baby Yoda. I'm like, what if they just like that's like the first episode he just like the end of it like his wolf just like comes <laughs> yeah. out and I'm like, oh man, that would get everybody like that was like the bit like one of the big things where it's like they just killed off all the wolves and it's like, dude, you got to figure that shit out. It's a huge part of the book. Like <laughs> well, there, there is some. There could be some really cool ideas in there, you know, because yeah. so much of the no- of the North is just mysterious, but there's also really, right. really deep history up there. So, I mean, just watching Jon Snow and Ghost, you know, or, go on adventures in the North to try and, you know, yeah, and if yeah, I don't, I get excited about stuff where it's like where the world building is that intense, and that is one of the things that yes. George R. R. Martin really, really excelled on was he created yeah. a, a very a very deep history for that world. And I got a huge amount of respect yeah. for him for doing that. I mean, this, you know, this history book that I got of it, it's, it's pretty incredible. Um, say what yeah. you will about him not finishing the books and stuff. I, I kind of wonder if, if he'll have finished manuscripts that are just ready to be published after he dies. So he doesn't have to hear about it. I was just going to say, that's probably what it is. Like, that's probably what it is would be my guess. But your your idea of Gwendolyn Christie like going to find John Jon Snow like now that would be intriguing. Whether it would be like the first episode would end with her like finding him and like ghosts just kind of like surviving in the north, you know, uh, north of the wall alone, or like that's the end of the season. You know what I mean? Like that would be fucking badass. Like. I'd because then when, then when she's up there, then she finds Tormund, and then he yes. can be all lovey eyes at her again. Yes, <laughs> yes. Tor- Tormund has to be in it. If Tormund's not in it, I don't know that I can watch it. No, he has to he's be in it. Be he's a, one of the he's best gonna, characters. <laughs> gotta be in it somewhere. But yeah, like, I mean, George R., he's, he's, he's fantastic. So. Yeah, I, 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 I know a lot of people talk shit about him, and but I, I kind of look at it from a perspective of, you know, he's got these this enormously successful franchise of books that needs to be finished and people have been clamoring for him to finish it for so long. But man, he's getting big paychecks from HBO. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, and he and he's still pursuing this same craft, this same world, but for him it's like these smaller side projects probably feel a lot more digestible, a lot more doable yeah. and you know, he's getting yeah. paid real money for it. So it's like, why not? Yeah. I mean, he just did consulting on the story for um, a game that had like a major release uh, this past winter called Elden Ring. And Have you played like, that? So he, I, I 
I I've heard, played. I've, I've heard really good things so about many, it. So uh, I've played so many hours. <laughs> remind me to go back Ring. to oh in, remind me to jump back into Elden Ring later and have you talk, tell me okay. about that. But uh, go on okay. about uh, George R. R. Martin's involvement. Uh, but yeah, he was a consultant. Like I don't even think he wrote any of the stories on it. But you can definitely see like the flavor, especially like in the game. There is like. There's like different um, castles and like factions and stuff. So you can see like every, like every like faction of like soldiers, they all have like different flags and stuff. And you're like, oh, that's like definitely like he did that for sure. Um, But yeah, so it's, and like the, um, like there's stuff in that world that's like, it's happening like as you're walking through it. And it, so that has a very like Game of Thrones feel that like as you're like walking across the map, you know, you might come across like a giant fighting like a giant bird. You know what I mean? And it's like that like there's just shit happening alongside of you. And that's like a very like George R. R. Martin feel to it. But yeah, he didn't I don't think he wrote I think he wrote descriptions of things maybe for them. But I don't know that any of those actual descriptions like are in the game itself i'd have to do research on that to actually know that but i don't i'm pretty sure it wasn't like that like i think he wrote a whole bunch of shit about like the stories and things like that and handed it off to them and they were like okay we're gonna use this and take like kind of like like make a conglomerate but i actually don't know if that's entirely true but i did i do know like he consulted on it and stuff like that so um the the thing with the story though, and it is like with all of all of this company's games, the company's called From Software. All of these companies, their games, their stories are not outright stories. Like it's not like um, it's not like uh, like a Spider Man, let's say, or like a God of War, where there's a cutscene every like couple hours that you play. It's not like that at all. So your story is gathered through NPCs that you talk to. And then if you go in like your inventory, you can look at the inventory descriptions. That's where like the bulk of the story is by like reading about the armor, reading about the weapons, reading about the spells, um, and then talking to the NPCs and remembering what the fuck they say. Um, So it's not, the story is not given to you outright. Like you get a little descriptor like in the, um, in the beginning, like you get like a nice like um, cinematic in the beginning where it's like this is what happened, blah blah blah, and here you are now. But like other than that, it doesn't hold your hand through the story. So, which would be the reason why he didn't write it, you know? Because uh, like I don't think like now if it was maybe a cinematic, maybe he would help write that stuff. But um, I think he was more like a consultant and like kind of like giving the flavor of the game itself, not necessarily the actual like verbatim content right on what what was your experience with like the gameplay on that did you enjoy it Mm. man it is beautiful um yeah this game so it's an open world uh third person action rpg which like the map in this game like i remember like when i first started playing the game i'm like okay like it's very like that these games they have like the other games they've done if you if people don't know are dark souls dark souls 2 dark souls 3 bloodborne demon souls that was a release with the ps5 um and it was also like a game from um much 
much earlier, like 2009, I want to say, uh, was the original Demon Souls, but they remade it. Um, is Dark Souls that again, game that's like super hard as fuck? Yeah, yeah. But it's like <laughs> I, I kind of so remember like you and other people posting about it on social media, <laughs> yeah. but not being a gamer. It's like I just retain these little nuggets of Dark Souls, cool right. game, very hard. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's got a reputation for being really, really hard. Um, I don't think it. I mean, I don't know. Like it is, it definitely is. But like the game kind of teaches. Well, the reason why I started playing with them was because I was really tired of games like holding your hand through everything. Um, and like there, because like there are some games where it's like, okay, you're like walking along a cliff, but you don't actually die, or the you know the uh, game stops you from falling off the cliff or whatever. And these games aren't like that. Like if there's a ledge and you fall off of it, you die. You know, like. But the cool thing is, for the most part, the games are also fair. So it's like, okay, if the boss can knock you off a ledge, a lot of times there's probably a way that you can get the boss to fall off the ledge and then it's like an instant kill. So there's like, it's fair, but the learning curve is high because it doesn't tell you anything. So like in the beginning, there's a tutorial in every single one of these games. There's tutorials that are like, okay, press this to block, press this to for light attack, press this for heavy attack. So like it gives you those things, but then there's other aspects of the game that it just doesn't give you anything for. Um, I'm trying to think of one in Elden Ring that's like stands out a lot, but um, I guess like the biggest thing with that game is like, okay, like you have some rest points and um, they don't tell you that like a certain amount of rest points, you'll get like a horse later. So they don't tell you that. And it, so then you could be wandering around the map because the rest points are not pointed out to you. Like there's, it has a little shimmer around it, but it's not like, it's not like it's like, Oh, Hey, here's one. It's like, you just find them in the wild. So you, you may play it for like a half hour without ever like even finding one um, because the map is so, so big um but yeah that's that's like one and then like uh, equipment uh, actually equipment load is probably the biggest one because if you put too much armor on and you have too heavy of a weapon when you do your dodge roll which is just a somersault like it'll go really really slow but like nobody people who are new to these games like have no idea that's what what is causing that so like a couple of people, I had to be like, oh yeah, if you're wearing armor, just take it off, like, and you'll have a fast roll, and then you can get away from shit easily. And they're like, oh, okay, this makes it much easier to play. Um, but that yeah, totally makes gameplay, sense. That's kind of an interesting physic to put into it. Yeah, it's cool, but like in this game, it's interesting because it seems like the company has kind of took all of like the really annoying shit that you had to do in the first like three or four games and like was like, all right, we're not going to have this anymore. Like for instance, in, um, in all of the other games, like the rest point was called a bonfire. So you sit at the bonfire, like you would have to sit at a bonfire and that's how you would warp from place to place. So you'd sit at a bonfire, give you all your locations that have bonfires, but you couldn't just pull, like if you were in the middle of the map, you couldn't just like pull up a thing and go to a, bon a bonfire. In this game, your rest points are on a map. And actually there was no map in any of the previous games because they weren't open world. So they were just levels. Um, 
this is an open world game. So when you pull up the actual map, it'll give you all of your rest sites and you can get to those from anywhere. So you don't have to be sitting at a rest site to do that. Like you just do it. Um, and so like, it's little things like that where they're like, okay, let's improve on this. Another one was like, okay, instead of like, when you get to a boss, like instead of having the rest point, like super far away and you have to like run past all the shit, like in this game, a lot of the, a lot of the rest sites are right, right next to the boss. So you're not like, you're just, you get to constantly try the boss. Um, it is hard. Like it's weird. Cause it is a hard game. But it's not, like, I feel like it's not as, in some ways, I feel like it's not, it's, like, a much easier entry point um, in the series than the previous games because there's more choice of what you can do. And you can get around, like, even the first boss, I think. I think, like, the first, like, main boss, I think you can, like, completely get around it. Like, I don't think you have to fight that one at all, and you can get to the next thing. But um, I think the coolest thing was, like, the the map, it was, like, at first, was, like, playing, like, a game, like, let's say, like, Breath of the Wild, where it's just a lot of, like, landscape. Uh So you're kind of, like, going around and everything. And there's mini-bosses in there. There's dungeons and stuff. But it, it didn't feel, like, at first, it, I was like, okay, this seems, like, a little empty to me. Okay, like, what's going on? And then I got to the first castle. And the first castle, I mean, it's, like, I don't know, five or six levels in one, like, area. Like, it's crazy. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, and it's, like, super, it's super detailed. Like, there's, and there's, like, so many different entry points, like, to get into this castle. There's, like a main gate, which is, like, dumb to go through because there's, like, so many archers there. But, like, you can completely bypass that. And, like, there's sneaking elements so you can sneak by stuff. Um, But, again, you don't even have to go through that whole castle. You can actually just walk around it and go to the next area if you explore enough, which is, like, the main part of the reason why I love this game so much is because they really do, most of them, reward exploration with, like, you know secrets like that and then um you know like uh different areas and then like armor spells equipment stuff like that um npcs like if you explore around you'll find all these like and they're not like just sitting like some of them are sitting like out in the open but like a lot of them like the one and like it's so weird like this this game is like super weird like it's like and it's funny in like a lot of ways like one of the one of the NPCs you you come across is like a giant jar, like a ceramic jar. That's weird. With like a lid on it. Yeah, and it's got arms and legs. His name is Alexander. Um, <laughs> that sounds like something from Cuphead. And, yeah, and like when you, but it looks like I don't know. It looks like um, like almost like a like a Greek type of like ceramic jar, like that, like a pot. And um, so when you first like meet him if you come across him because you could totally miss him if you're not if you're not like paying attention but like he yells at you but you don't know where he is so you're like looking around you're like what and he's like help me like just you know like hit me and then you see this pot and you're like is that like he's talking to me so then you have to like hit him with your sword a couple times and he literally like he's stuck in a hole and you literally have to pop him out of a hole (laughs) like it's the most ridiculous thing (laughs) um but it's really fun so 
so yeah like i i'm i'm enjoying the shit out of this game i love it so much i haven't beaten it yet but um a lot of it's due to like i'll take like breaks here and there and be like all right i need to do something else um (laughs) and some of it yeah some of it's also i just don't want the newness to end because it's like every time you get to a new area or like a new like big castle like the first castle you're just like okay i'm gonna find some shit i'm gonna explore um and it's it's so much fun um to like walk around that world well i i heard lots of comparisons drawn between it and breath of the wild and um my kids have got a switch and so there's lots of breath of the wild that, that i've seen played i haven't really played it uh too much but um, <clears throat> I've seen Liam play it a whole lot. I watched uh, Lindsay mm-hmm. play quite a bit of it through. She she beat it almost immediately when we got it. Um, she, nice. Like she's a huge gamer. If it's a Legend of Zelda game, like she she's oh, into awesome. it. And mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so then Liam got into it also. And as soon as people were saying things about Elden Ring, though, my first thought was, "Wow, I bet they'd probably really dig this game if they're comparing it to Breath of the Wild." Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that would be actually be kind of interesting to see, like, w- what that learning curve would be. Like, if you came from Breath of the Wild and went straight to Elden Ring. Like, it, I mean, the biggest the biggest thing I'll say, like, so if she ever tries it, the biggest thing I will say is that the first main boss you come across um, that has like a fog wall and everything that which means like you like it's an arena. So once you enter that arena you can't get out until you die or you kill the boss one or the other (laughs) nice so yeah it's pretty pretty crazy um but that first one that you come across like the game like basically it's so hard that the game is telling you us and not it's actually not that hard because the moves are actually pretty like they're they're not bad to like memorize but or anticipate, I guess, or, you know, take, um, look at the patterns, but the point you are at the game, you're like so low level that the game is like basically telling you like, you're not ready, go explore, like go fight, you know, go to some dungeons. Cause like, you'll go to dungeons and like, you'll come across a boss of like, you're like, Oh, this is like way like a mini boss. Oh, this is like way easier than the thing that I just tried to like fuck up that like fucked me up in like five seconds. (laughs) Yeah. You like, you know what I mean? So, so it's, but like, if you, if you haven't played those games before, you wouldn't know that. So you might try to go up against that boss like 40 times before you're like, I fuck this. I'm going somewhere else. So that's the only thing I would say is like, if you, if you come across a boss, like that's too hard, just like try it a couple times, see what's up. But then like go explore because you're gonna find other shit you know elsewhere and that's like half the fun of the game and it's like super beautiful too like it's really really pretty um i just looked up the game and we don't have a platform that (laughs) we play it right now anyway (laughs) oh okay because the the newest one the newest system they've got is a is the switch um but liam was talking about he was wanting to save up to get an xbox one and he kept Ooh. showing me eBay auctions where it's like, look, this one's $30. I'm like, you're not going to be happy if you get a $30 <laughs> yeah, Xbox One. Gonna... And yeah, he's like, you no. Get a full... He's like, no, th- this is a good one. I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, no, no, You're no, going to no, no. spend no. a couple hundred bucks minimum for a used one. Yeah. It's just the way it goes, yeah, kiddo. You... 
yeah you don't want to skimp on your gaming shit like if you want to actually like play games on something like don't skimp on it like get you know get some good shit <laughs> that's what it. i was like, told i'm like okay you're gonna no spend 30 this <laughs> and then and then it's like <clears throat> you know it didn't come with any cords or any controllers so you're oh gonna God. have to automatically <laughs> buy all that stuff also what what if you buy all this stuff and then this console gets here and it, it doesn't, doesn't work. even work mm-hmm. i was like wouldn't it doesn't it make more sense to buy something from a reputable seller that you know but you know trying to explain <laughs> that to cords, an almost 12 year old you know yeah. he just sees xbox one thirty dollars and assumes it's yeah. gonna be like it's awesome like, i have thirty dollars yeah <laughs> I have thirty dollars right now, Dad. Like, what? Let's go. Let's yeah, I always go. tell him, like, if it feels like it's too good to be true, it's because it is. It probably <laughs> it's a, it's is. A scam. Yes. Very sound advice. <laughs> 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 yeah, I um, yeah, I I got the PS Five when it like not I didn't. Oh, have nice. It pre- yeah, I didn't have it pre-ordered, but I got it. I think I ordered it. It was either like. December I think it must have been December I mean it didn't come until January because that's how crazy everything was um but yeah I I got that and I was because like I never I've never bought a console like at launch before um but it yeah it's one of those things it's like you gotta like if you want something and then like the tv too like I bought that specifically because I was like all right when the five comes out next year I'm going to have a TV that actually like is like optimized for it because like if you don't spend them, if you don't spend the money or at least like look at the specs of some of that stuff, like it's going to fuck with your gameplay and some games, it's not even going to matter. Like some games it won't, you won't notice the difference, whatever. But there's a few games where like I would be playing like this, uh, like platformers, which are like, um, like a, like a, like a, I mean, Sonic is a platformer, but like the platformers, so like something like Sonic where it's like 2D and you're like have to jump ledges and stuff. Okay. And so like when you're doing that, you know, on a, like, especially with like a, like a PlayStation type of thing where it's not like a computer that you can actually customize um, with platformers and stuff, like there are some things where like if the TV itself isn't optimized to run with that, like playstation or xbox or whatever and you're trying to do these platforming moves like your jump your jump is going to be slightly off and that might make the difference between like you dying or you getting through the level and that's just if you like those types of games but like some games you won't even notice but it's like it's one of those things it's like well why take the chance that you're gonna because you might play a game in the future that has that kind of shit in it that you need that speed and like the relay of like here's what I'm telling the, you know, the PlayStation to do with these buttons. And it takes like an extra second for the, the TV to pick it up. Um, wow. You know, I've never that, considered that. Yeah. It saves a lot of frustration. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, and I could see the difference like between the, like the TV that I have now and the old TV that I had before that, like I could see the difference. Like when I played my place before I got the five and played the four, I was like okay yeah like that jump is a little bit more crisp it's a little bit faster um which saves a lot of frustration in the end honestly <laughs> now do you usually you know? only see that with the higher end like newer systems like a ps5 mm, i saw that with the four so it probably is like you know last generation and up i would say okay um yeah i i never tried to play my 
my PlayStation 3 on it because it's like, well, why? There's only one game that I would play on it, and that's the original <laughs> Demon Souls. Um, and that actually runs pretty nicely, that game. Um, but like you, so like sometimes you will have games that haven't been updated for like the newer systems. So, um, and PlayStation's kind of doing that with some titles, but that's not like not every company is doing it. So like from software, they had a game on the, an exclusive for the PlayStation four called Bloodborne. And that's a phenomenal game. It's like a, like a horror, uh, Lovecraftian game. Like it's, it's phenomenal. It's like first you're fighting like, uh, like werewolves and shit. And then it like turns into aliens. You're like, what the hell happened here? Um, but it's oh, fantastic cool. and it's yeah it's all like you're like a hunter and you're wearing like I don't even know what era clothes it would be maybe I don't know that it would be considered Victorian but kind of and that's um, PS4 yeah it's PS4 but they haven't ever they haven't as far as I know I, I'm not up to date on it because I haven't looked at it but as far as I know they haven't updated it for PS5 so when you try to play it you can you can absolutely play it but it runs so slowly on it that it's like, uh, like, so when, and in those games, you're some, sometimes not all the time, but sometimes your, your attacks and your movements like have to be timed to like a specific, like you have to time them right or you're dead. And so it gets very frustrating, but, um, yeah, I, yeah, I think that's, I mean, but that's like a, that's not the same thing as like the, you know, the hardware issue with like a good TV or whatever. Yeah. My brother-in-law is a PS4 that he doesn't use anymore that he keeps trying mm -hmm. to unload on me. And <laughs> yeah. I think he said it has a disc stuck in it and the disc drive doesn't work, oh, but he's good. like, he's like, well, you can still use the hard drive on it and just download games. And I'm like, ah, yeah, still, it's like, yeah, if I'm giving you a hundred dollars for something. I want it to work. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, it works. I mean, I'm like, is. I don't know yeah. if it does. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there is that. Like you could, you could still download games. Like I don't have a lot of disc games, my like physical copies of games myself because a I find it annoying to have to like pull discs out and put them in a disc drive, and b my apartment is very small, so I just don't have the room to you know have collections of games. Oh like that. sure. Oh, the, I think and the also, majority of the the Switch games we have are digital now. Yeah. I mean, and also, like, I was always really shitty with DVDs and stuff. Like, I they always got scratched. Like, no matter how like carefully <laughs> I put them back or whatever, yeah. but they always got scratched. No matter what I did, I don't understand it. Like, I'm like, what? I swear, I didn't like drop it. Like, I didn't crack it or anything. But they would always <laughs> skip. And CDs were the same thing too. Like, my CDs all skipped. Like, every yeah. one of them. After a while, <laughs> physical media collection starts to get burdensome. Um, mm -hmm. I, I kind of switched to all digital, like with, with the movies and stuff I was buying a while back. Uh, but, yeah. uh, Aiden is 14 now and he is like super into physical media toward the point, like he found the storage <laughs> toad out in the garage that had all my old DVDs uh -oh. in it. And he's like gone through Ooh. it like over a dozen times. And every time more, he brings more of them back into the house. Oh no. <laughs> he's like totally cleaned out two of the shelves in his closet. Um, oh my God. Oh last my God. weekend. He he was like, okay, didn't you tell me that you have a box in storage that has all your old VHS tapes and then there's also a toad overhead with a VCR? And I'm like, yes. I'm like, do you want them? And he's like, I really do. <laughs> and so now 
Dude, get this. I, I get my old VCR down that I got. I think I got that thing in like 1993. Oh my God. Amazing. And so I, I hook it up for him in his room and he's so excited. He's got Jurassic Park on VHS, <laughs> puts it in, watches the whole movie and then rewinds it. And in the rewinding process, it like ate the tape. Oh, no. And so he's like in tears and he's just so upset about it. And I'm like, dude, it's a VCR. I'm like, we can put a call out to the grandparents. Chances are every one of them has got one of them in their closet they don't use anymore. Right. Yes. Two days later, I had him a different VCR. And he also got to go through all my mom and dad's old tapes. And so, yeah, now he's got an entire shelf in his closet, all VHS also. But I I just watch him glowing over his physical media collection. And I'm like... (laughs) I'm like, I remember those days. I remember when I was a young teenager yeah. and I was like, like the first time that you discovered Columbia house and you're like, mm-hmm. I, can, I, right. can get, I can get how many CDs now? Yeah, <laughs> you know, how that's many like, of these? Yeah. 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 Like just even just like cassette tapes, like, you know, cassette tapes, just oh, so many cassette tapes. Just like, <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. How, uh, how one of the things that kind of pisses me off with, with having stuff on digital though, is that sometimes your, your shit will disappear. Yeah. And it's like, they can do that. And it's like, that really, really pisses me off. Yeah. Like, so like that just happened to me. So like, um, years ago. So this must've been like, I don't know, shit, like 2014, 2013, somewhere around there. I was like on Amazon Prime. I'm like looking at stuff, and then they had uh, Rocco's Modern Life. Like, okay, yes. cool. <laughs> yeah. So, but like the they had it, so you could like buy the seasons of it, and they were so cheap. And I was like, all right, I'm just gonna buy it all because I don't think I had seen it at that point, or I'd seen like episodes here and there, but I never watched it all the way through. And I think I bought like the first season first, and like of course, like I ate that whole thing up and was like all right i need more anymore so then i bought the rest of it and i'm pretty sure i bought all of it but now when i go into my prime there's some seasons not all of them but there's a couple of seasons that are included in some sort of subscription i forget which what it is whether it's stars or whatever like whoever has nickelodeon shit right now um but it's like you you have to subscribe to this channel to get this. And I was like, wait, no, I paid for it, though, like forever ago, like the rest of the seasons in my library. Like, why? I yeah, was that's so dirty. Angry. Yeah, it's super dirty. I was like, wait a minute. So I meant to look it up on Apple, like Apple T- Apple TV, Apple Music, whatever, like to see if they had the episodes. But I haven't done that yet. I, I keep forgetting. But <laughs> I loved that, that cartoon we, when I was a kid. Oh, that cartoon! That cartoon's amazing, and like, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of like adult jokes that like just you don't even they just go right over your head as a kid. Like it's so <laughs> ridiculous. Like I mean, even just the fact that like, okay, so like Rocco is a kangaroo. His best friend is a cow whose name is Heifer. <laughs> Hello, Heifer. When they introduce when they introduce Heifer's family, it's a pack of wolves that they were like, Okay, cool, we're gonna eat you. Wait, you're super cute. Let's adopt you as our son. Like that's Heifer's origin. 
<laughs> like it's so ridiculous it's wild. So, like as a kid yeah like as a kid you just don't have any idea but then and like they don't tell like in that episode like they don't tell him that he's a like they never had told him that he's adopted and he just never got it you know because heifer's like an idiot so he's like <laughs> he just never was like oh yeah like you're not my oh my god it's so absolutely ridiculous um, and he meets his dad at some point and I forget, like, there's like some crazy joke where it's like your mom's like seatbelts or so, not seatbelts, but like something that's made out of cow or something like that. I'm like, Whoa, oh, no. that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> this is a children's cartoon. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> like, they wrote them different back then. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Like they have like an entire episode where it's like, um, like like spunky who's the dog he eats like this vitamin um he yeah he eats a vitamin that he's not supposed to eat supposed to make him explode or something like it makes dogs explode if they eat them or something and he gets a hold of one he eats it somehow oh it's it's i guess it's in like his insides or whatever so half of the episode is rocco trying to like um fix this situation so his dog doesn't explode and like they go to the vet and everything but then the other half is like a tapeworm and uh some other parasite that's like inside his stomach that find the um the vitamin and try to make like a tourist attraction with it it's probably is one of yeah it's like one of my all-time like favorite cartoons because it's just so insane um i probably haven't seen an episode since the 90s oh please please watch one (laughs) you know what i pulled like it just auto played for me on i think it was on hulu the other day and i hadn't watched it in forever and it was uh venture brothers and so i sat and watched like an episode and a half or so of it and i was like fuck this show is funny yeah, that's a great show. I have to, I have to like go back to that. I, I watched a whole bunch of seasons of that and then, um, fell off, of, fell off of it. So I need to get back to that. But that's another, that's another fantastic one. Although that one was like made for adults, though. Oh like, yeah, without that, a doubt. <laughs> the ones that fascinate me are the ones that are just so off the wall that are like, like kids are watching it. You know what I mean? Like, um, like Ren and Stimpy. Like, yeah, but like, or like this example, we're like, at, there was one point where Paul and I were talking about um, Disney, or we were, I think we were talking about Disney cartoons or something. And um, I was, I was talking to him about like how um, a lot of the at more the afternoon Disney shows like um, Tailspin and Chippendales and like DuckTales, they're so hard to watch because of how like they didn't really do stories back then. Like every once in a while they'd do like, um, like some, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, to be continued episodes. Yeah. But for the most part, they didn't really like, there wasn't like character development. There wasn't like through line stories, you know, like there wasn't a meta story. So I was like, yeah, it's really tough to like watch those cartoons, uh, from back then. (coughs) It's good for like nostalgic purposes. And like fun to see see them and like watch like an episode, but you can't just like sit down and watch it. But then like we both were like, oh, but like remember gargoyles? And I was like, yeah, I do remember gargoyles. Let me go back and watch that. So I watched, I like rewatched it not that long ago. Man, that cartoon. There's an episode 
where there there's a like PSA episode about gun control where a gargoyle finds the detective because they're best friends a detective who like protects them kind of and she leaves her gun out and a gargoyle finds it and shoots her and almost kills her holy shit (laughs) that's insane (laughs) and i forget something else happens in that episode but like it's like what the hell that's an insane but then there's also this like subplot where like she's like in love with like the head gargoyle and he's in love with her but like they can't because they're not the same species and i'm like oh my god what the fuck is happening (laughs) 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 what is going on (laughs) but but, like so those are the types of cartoons that really fascinate me where there's this whole other like total side of it but they're four kids that you're just like oh man but like kids never pick up on that shit ever oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) no i i remember like when well i remember when ren and stimpy first came out i remember watching that as a kid and like absolutely loving it and then Mm -hmm. you know kind of growing up with it a little bit and then watching it like you know like a couple years down the road and then looking at it and being like, you know, this is actually kind of fucked up that they've made this for kids. Because there's a <laughs> yeah. lot of really weird, disturbing shit in this. Like a lot yeah, of weird, a... disturbing shit in Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. That's one that I definitely have to... I did go back like a number of years ago and watched um, watched a whole bunch of it. But it, that's one that like I need to do recently because the the art is like really fun in that show. Um, <laughs> like I, I discovered that at like a pivotal age. Like there's so much yeah. of it that's like burned in my brain synapses and will probably be there like forever. forever. I'll like, like I still know <laughs> yeah. all the words to the log jingle. Yes. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> it's such a good, it's oh. so good. <laughs> it is really good. Oh man. Remember the episode yeah, with don't whiz episode. on the electric fence. <laughs> and that's one of those things right where it's like goes right over top of a kid's head but man you watch that later and you're like oh damn (laughs) like (laughs) that's pretty crazy that that's on there (laughs) oh that's a fantastic show i think it was ren's cousin sven was coming to visit and he kept like talking to Stimpy about how how brilliant his cousin was and then he shows up and he looks exactly like Stimpy and he's stupid <laughs> like Stimpy and so Stimpy and Sven get along great <laughs> and Ren is just I hating it, it off to the side it's so funny <laughs> that's amazing oh I love that so much Fuck, I gotta look that up and see if it's streaming anywhere Oh, it might be on that subscription that fucking Rocco's <laughs> Rocco's on now. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> Ren and Stampy, where is it? Oh fuck yeah, you can stream five seasons of it on Paramount Plus. <laughs> yes. yes, there we go. It's going down. <laughs> you get a free trial. I'm getting that free trial. I'm watching it all in one day if I have to. I don't care. Ren and Stimpy show came out in 1991. (laughs) So that means I was watching that when I was 11. That's awesome. Dude. (laughs) That is awesome. Yeah. So I would have been, what, seven, eight. Although I didn't have, I, I, those, those Nick tunes, um, I didn't see until way later that's why like i had only seen maybe a couple episodes of rocco's because i didn't 
have um, cable growing up. So we didn't get that. We didn't get any of those. Oh, yeah. I, I, I kind of lucked out that I remember we had brief periods of time where we didn't have cable, but it seemed like a lot of the time we did. And there was a mm-hmm. huge stretch where even though my parents weren't paying for any of the, the movie channels, for whatever reason, we yeah. had HBO, Showtime, and Cinemax <laughs> all available. That's crazy. I guess they were maybe they were doing those like promos where it was like, here, try it out. Yeah, I don't know what it was. It was it was beautiful though. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say. I mean, you really lucked out. That's that's fantastic. I mean, like you didn't get on regular TV. You didn't get movies. You got movies like you got movies on like. I think maybe Saturday nights, like there was like a movie that would play mm-hmm. and it would be maybe like ABC would have something. Um, you had, you had like your old movies were on, on like Saturday afternoons, I guess. And then you had like really, really bad. Well, actually, I don't know if this is like a local thing or not, but you had these like really bad movies on one of like the major networks, like, but this was like really late at night and they were called, it was called like million dollar movies or something. <laughs> it was all really shit. Like, I don't even remember, like, I don't remember any of those movies, like specifically. So obviously they weren't like good. Like they weren't like any good movies. Cause like, I don't remember any of them. So it's not like known movies, you know? Sure. Oh uh, man. Yeah, you really didn't get movies like on TV, on regular TV. I didn't even like that thought has never really like popped into my head until like right now. Like, oh, <laughs> that's true, I guess. Like, weird. that's weird. No. Yeah, I guess it would be like Saturday, maybe Sunday nights. You would have like an ABC like mo- presents whatever. Huck Finn, I guess. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Like if Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman wasn't running, like if they were on break from the season. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was it was awesome having access to those movie channels, though, because then I I had my own VCR. And so like the new TV guide would come in, you go through it and like read through all the movie channels and jot down. You'd have to set up the timer in the VCR. (laughs) Yeah, that must have been amazing. I think I guess like we did do that with some some of the movies that they played you would put it you would put it on you would record it in the vcr so you would have it but um yeah that was i mean but that you know that was the era of um you know like video rental stores like blockbuster and stuff so that's that's what we would do um instead you know you just like yeah. go rent your movie and you'd, you'd go get it and we had this um we had this one place in my town um, and it was like, the, it was like the most bizarre, and I guess maybe in hindsight, maybe it does make a teeny tiny bit of sense. I mean, not for like me as a customer, cause I was a child, but like the, the videos, it was a video rental store and it was called sleepy hollow. And so the very, the front of the store was all video rentals. The back of the store was mattresses. So that is so random. You could could rent your videos uh, and also buy a new mattress if you were in the market, I guess. Um, But the best part about it was like 
the the new releases they were all you know regular price or whatever but all of the stuff that wasn't new releases it was like five movies five days five dollars so it was like the best you would come out with like this like seedy ass brown paper bag just full of like movies (laughs) and you could go in there was like a back entrance and like a front entrance and the back entrance was like so crazy because you had to like walk through all like the mattresses and stuff and then you were in you like go out the door and you're like in an alleyway and you're like i don't know like where am i now like what is happening oh that store was great i wish that store was still (laughs) around i mean i don't know what they would be doing right now i guess it would just be mattress sales i guess like they'd be like ah the videos video market's done (laughs) let's just focus on mattresses (laughs) that's probably what they should have done if they had focused on the mattress sales they would be still, they'd still be standing. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, no, 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 no. Videos up front, videos up front. This, this market's going to last forever. VHSs. <laughs> I don't even think that last, like, I don't even think that store got to the DVD era. <laughs> like, I don't think it did. I think it was always VHSs. Oh, yeah. I, I remember there was a little place that came to my small town that opened up and they were called the Video Stop and Ice Cream Shop. And, and so they had like a whole good. bunch of shelves with VHSs you could rent. And then the counter in there where you'd go to rent them, you could also get like different kinds of ice cream. Oh, that sounds amazing. It was awesome. It was like the coolest place. to get. Like if there had been an arcade in there as well, it would have been the most amazing place in the world to me when I was a little kid. I, I remember being really bummed out when they closed. Oh, yeah. Because sounds- <laughs> then it was just like the like the two shelves that were were at the the local like uh, gas station convenience store that they had like two little two little like a a corner section set up with some shelves and oh, for the most so part sad. that's where we went to go rent stuff because of course my parents treated it like going into Cedar Rapids like you were you know like right. driving out of state and it's like it's a 20 minute drive to get to yeah. Blockbuster in Cedar Rapids what is the problem yeah. here it's not bad it's not bad we had a lot we actually had a lot of video stores here we had that that sleepy hollow we had blockbuster we had one called award video um which was just like blockbuster but it was it was different and then um i guess in later years we had the hollywood hollywood video um so that's like four i at any given time we had three stores (laughs) to rent movies which is great (laughs) wow (laughs) I think yeah, the only places I ever see around anymore, there might still be some family videos operating mm, around. I haven't seen, yeah. But I haven't, I haven't gone in one in. No, <laughs> why would you? <laughs> like a decade, like, like over like a decade and a half, maybe. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, like why would we do this? There's no reason. <laughs> I mean, I guess like the modern, you know, the modern version is Redbox, right? Yeah. But like, I've never done that. Like, no, I've never done that. Well, now it's, it's like, like if why? I, yeah, because now if I rent something, <laughs> I I just rent it and stream it. Mm-hmm. Easy peasy. I didn't even have yeah. to leave my house. Yeah, because I remember, I remember with like Netflix when they had the DVDs. Like I never <laughs> yeah. sent that shit out. I had DVDs for like years. I think I still have a DVD of theirs. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's I think, hilarious. Like I like I wonder if I have I I know I had it for a while. I might have gotten rid of it in like one of my moves. But like I know I had one like that I never returned and had the sleeve and everything. 
for it because I was like, what am I going to do with this? And they never, you know, they never came after me about it. So, They're like, well, yeah, you keep that. Yeah, you don't, we don't want that copy of Stranger Than Fiction. It's okay. It was all, it was just an all right movie. <laughs> Not uh, Will Ferrell's best work. I actually like that movie, but <laughs> <laughs> well, I've had a great time talking with you tonight, Jesse. Yeah, I had a great time too. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, where can people? I, I know we talked about Apple to Oranges uh, earlier. Um, yes. It, do you have any other podcasts going on right now? I know you and Paul were doing like that Cinedude show for a while, also. Oh yeah, that show's awesome. Um, I would love for everybody to go listen to Cinedudes. Um, it's amazing. It is a it's not always 90s but uh, primarily the the movies we've been picking so far have been 90s movies they're like a lot of them are like teen movies but it depends um um and basically it's a listen along like watch along podcast so we're watching the movie and talking about it so it's like in real time so <laughs> you could yeah so we do a countdown in the beginning it's like five four three two one and play but if you know the movie like my hope is that you can listen to it and it's funny even if you're not watching the movie i mean obviously if you've seen the movie then like it's easier to picture like what's going on but i hope that it's good any of those ways um but we've done movies like speed tombstone gremlins um it chapter one uh like we've done a whole bunch we've done clueless encino man um so a lot of 90s a lot of 90s in there um but that's that's a ton of fun um you can uh sometimes i stream on twitch not super often but um if you play playstation and you want to be friends uh my game my tag is uh big green monster no e in monster so you can catch me um either like on playstation that's my name for pretty much everything so like uh playstation youtube twitch uh probably also twitter i don't actually know about that but maybe twitter <laughs> so like it's every <laughs> that, that's my name for like everything so um you can catch me in any of those places sometimes i guess on leftover army monsters there's a whole bunch of episodes with me on it um there's a couple episodes of a podcast called stabby stabby which like is a great <laughs> podcast it's an excellent Every, name. and like yeah i was just gonna say like i i don't even care if you listen to my episodes like just go download them um basically it's a b horror b b and under is what i'll say b and under horror movie podcast um so they watch a movie and then they go through it and like pretty much just you know, talk about it. Um, and it's a lot of fun. It's really cool. And they've done some, they've done some like well-known stuff, um, like gremlins or gremlins two. I was on the gremlins two one. Um, and then like, a, I can't remember what some of the other, um, well-known ones are, but like the one, the other one I was on was called radioactive dreams, which is just an amazing movie. I'll check it out. Um, but if you like B horror, you should go check them out because they're awesome and they're friends of mine. They're really cool. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it, I think. Awesome. Well, definitely check those out. Um, thank you all very much for listening. Until next time, this has been Starkcast.